Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this Thursday, February 24th, 221. It's a gorgeous day. It's sunny outside. It's still winter, but it's sure nice to see that sunshine. The book of Isaiah today, Isaiah meaning the salvation of Yahweh, prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent Isaiah's voice and pen but it's God's words it's divine revelation not man's imagination please consider your part in the many member body of Christ help magnify and broadcast God's saving word this podcast is only possible through your donations please give it up for God at companionchapel.com visa mastercard paypal or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com you're encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a bible study to number 338 side row 28 slash 29 rr5 paisley ontario canada nog 2go the phone number here is 519-706-8876 now turn with me in your bibles to isaiah chapter 49 this chapter is monumental man it is epic it is the greatest thing it it talks about today, what's going on today, right in the here and now. Messiah's mission and triumph. Messiah is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. First one. Listen, O ye isles, unto me, and hearken, ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. He's calling every nation, every person. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ himself. This was prophecy that came to pass. He fulfilled it. He fulfilled Psalms 22. It came to pass to the letter. The whole Bible is about our Lord Jesus Christ, right from the first prophecy, which I say is Genesis chapter 116, the two unique light givers. One is this adversary and one is our Lord Jesus Christ. From the next prophecy, Genesis 3, 15 or 16, and there's enmity between the two seed lines. And let's see what happens here. He was made mention of my name because God's name is Yahweh. And his uh, salvation ministry, he named Yeshua. And Yeshua means Jesus. Yeshua means salvation of Yah. That's the salvation ministry. Two, and he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver hath he hid me. Okay, we have to read something here. I'm going to document Decided I'll go to Hebrews 4.12. What is this sharp sword? Like, is, he, is this some character running around with a sword out of his mouth? Like some Hollywood thing? No. Okay. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, like, like the joints and marrow. And the sword is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart in real time. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. That's our Lord Jesus Christ, our Father. He knows your thoughts and intents in real time. And, and uh, there's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. That's the sword. It's the truth. The truth comes out of his mouth. And the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. You cannot negotiate there. 
Jesus Christ went on that cross. He did not compromise with evil. He will not negotiate with evil. And he will not accommodate evil in his kingdom. And that's just the greatest thing. What a comforting verse this is. Three, and said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Why is he calling Israel a servant? The spiritual family, whomsoever will. But the spiritual family, Israel, because he chose this family to carry God's word from all the corners of the earth. It's our responsibility. Okay, whomsoever will. Four, then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. Oh, what's he saying here? God wants us all to come to repentance. He doesn't want people to to, um, reject him for their own uh, imaginative criticisms and their own egotisms, thinking they are God. Remember, God so beloved the world, he gave his only begotten son. All the angels rejoice when one comes to repentance. Okay, let, let the Bible teach you before I get carrying on. So just remember that. His judgment is true. His judgment is the truth. And again, the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong a line of truth, and heaven and hell. Five, and now, saith the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob again to him through Israel. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. He's a salvation minister. He was rejected. Israel didn't get gathered back. It started to get gathered back. The parable of the fig tree started to come to pass in May 1948 when Israel became a nation again. The two figs came together, and let's see the salvation ministry. He's saying, you know, I'm doing this, and a lot of people aren't listening, and it's the saddest thing. And when God says to John, says, here's the little book, John, in the book of Revelation. And John eats it up and he says, it's sweet. And then when it hits his stomach, it's bitter. And it's so sad to see the ways and things of the world just overwhelming people, people worshiping the things and ways of the world. And that's the saddest thing. Remember, worship is a feeling of expression or reverence. It is adored. People devote themselves to the things and ways of the world. They give it honor. They give it strength. They give it merit. They can't live without it. They even personify it. Like money, my house, my car, my job, my, you know, me, 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 me. You know, that's not what Christ was all about. If you notice, Christ didn't accumulate a dime. Did you notice Christ wasn't yelling and shouting and having revivals or, or angry marches or parades? Did you notice that Christ is all about love and he taught us every one of us, no matter who you are, We are all brothers and sisters. We pray for each other. We pray for everybody equally that all come to repentance. Five, six. And he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Israel, uh, tribes of Jacob, and to restore the the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, and thou mayest be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. Luke chapter 3, Acts 13, when God said in in, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 16, two unique light givers. Read it in the manuscripts. It's not that hard. If I can do it, you can do it. And look up those words and the etymology of those words, and you'll see the great saving message. It was a very difficult translation for the translators. They did a good job. Um, good enough, but in the English it's impossible to understand. And there you find a remnant of truth, like myself, who can teach you the Bible. And it's my pleasure to do so. Seven, thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, this is the kinsman Redeemer. Let's just stop right there. He's the Redeemer of Israel. And remember what Israel means. Israel means the Prince 
that prevails with God. But Israel is a cipher for Isaac, Sarah, Rebecca, Abraham, and Leah. And never forget, it's whomsoever will. And in the last verse, it was, and a light to the Gentiles. The servant of Jacob was supposed to be like the 12 tribes of Israel that migrated across the earth, as numerable as the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky, as was the promise to Abraham, your posterity, Abraham. Okay, and they have a, they have a job to do. It was given to Adam right in the garden. He's the husbandman. And we use uh, agricultural analogies all throughout the Bible. It makes it much easier to learn. Okay, like um, Adam didn't become like a big cash cropper. He didn't become like a big major farming uh, tycoon. No, when he said husbandman, that meant you got to plant the seeds of this word throughout the world. You and your family, I'm choosing you and your family with this responsibility. And he calls it Jacob. That's, that's the natural family line. Because Jacob is of Israel, or is of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And Israel is the spiritual family. And let's just leave it at that. Seven. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the kinsman Redeemer, he redeemed all the Gentile, every person on earth, all of us, of Israel and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nations abhorreth, to the servants of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. You choose, he chooses the faithful. And everybody else can go play somewhere else. If you despise the Lord Jesus Christ because you think you know better, because you don't understand this word, so all of a sudden you're some kind of authority on it, we hear people like that all the time. Mockers, scoffers, people with uh, imaginative criticism, chronic disbelief, and what always follows those things, judicial blindness. You'll never be chosen until you can humble yourself in all humility and realize you don't know nothing, man. Like, really. Eight, thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation I have helped thee, and I will preserve thee and give thee a covenant of the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. Okay, this, first off, this is um, written somewhere else in the Bible. I forget. Um... I think it's quoted in 2 Corinthians, according to my notes. And I've heard thee in the day of salvation, I will help thee. You have to learn how to pray to God. You have to humble. You have to repent from your sins. And repent just means a complete change of heart. It doesn't mean to uh, change your mind because of the outcome or the consequences. It means, it means it's not in you anymore to do those sins, to act like that, to act like you have entitlement or you think you know it all or to act with unfairness or to act with partiality or favoritism or to be a racist, God forbid. What a horrible thing. What a, what a vile word, racism. It's the most vile word in the English language, the most vile notion in any guise. Like, okay, now I'm off subject because that's a big thing these days. I will preserve thee and give thee a covenant and give for a covenant of the people. He is the living word. Our Lord Jesus Christ is in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, he's our teacher, our master, our rabbi. He's our wonderful counselor. And observe the seven spirits of God that Isaiah put down for us here. He is the Holy Spirit. 
He possesses the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of strength. That's his covenant. He will, he will put these things on you and allow you to feel these things. And it'll be so comforting. The seventh spirit you cannot pray for for yourself. It's the spirit of reverence that belongs to the Lord. And never call another human being reverent. You don't reverent any reverence anything except the Lord God. Uh, people to establish the earth to cause it, cause to inherit. Okay, this this sees a little bit of work here. The end of this verse eight. The whole world wanders after Satan and the ways and things of the world. Everybody did. I've done it. Everybody's looked at it in amazement and astonishment. Like we've been tempted. We've followed into those things that seemeth right unto man, as it's written in the book of Proverbs. But they all end up in disappointment, failure. We're all getting rich off someone else's expense. We're all buying stuff from oppressed people. Like even this house has stuff all over the place. It just I just cringe. When I open a box and I see made in China, I just feel so bad for my brothers and sisters over there in China that they're being governed by such a tyrant system, by a communist system, an oppressive system. And we pray for those people. They're our brothers and sisters. Satan is the desolator, as it's written here. I know it says desolate heritages, but this word heritages is not in the manuscripts. So some translator just added that, but let's just uh, clear this up. Satan is the desolator trying to destroy God's inheritance. Where is inheritance? And he's our inheritance. Now let's read more about this. I would suggest, I was going to go to, going to go to the book of Thessalonians, but let's just go to Mark 13. And Christ tells us all things. And we have to realize what this desolator or desolation is. And I'm going to go over this rather quickly. When Jesus uh, was... Uh, was telling us all things that his um he just finished saying jesus answering i'm in mark 13 and jesus answering said unto him seest thou these great buildings there shall not be left one stone upon another that not one stone be thrown down dude that is sand okay you can fly over to israel today and you can touch the walls that are still there okay this doesn't happen it happened partial and preliminary in AD 70 as an example to us, but it will become fulfilled and permanent when Christ comes back. Now let's stick to the subject here. And as Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, sat on the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James, John and Andrew asked him privately, and we all ask this, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be a sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Okay. Jesus answered, them, and he began to say, take heed lest any man deceive you. There you have it. Biggest warning in the Bible. Uh, that's the first seal and the first trump. Okay, the first seal. I'll go to Revelation chapter 6. I'm going all over the place here. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now let's just, let's just examine this verse. The white horse is deception. And this bow, when you look it up in the language, you'll see. It's a toxic power with the focused delivery right to the iris of your eye. It's toxic teaching by people that we respect. Leaders. Leaders in news. Leaders in science. Leaders in philosophies. And leaders, it, it even says it has a crown. Because we put a crown on these people's heads when we listen to them. And we give them our attention. We give them power. And we give evil power. That's the first seal. And it's also the first trump. I'll be over teaching if I go the first trump also. But It'll burn you up from the ground up, is what says in the first trump. And that has happened already today. People are getting ambushed. Actually, this chapter teaches that. So 
this is what we're talking about. Desolate. Things become desolate. And this chapter really teaches this. So I'll let the Bible teach it before I get uh, carrying on too far here. Nine, that they may go, that they may assay us to the prisoners that are stuck in the desolation. The desolation means, um, in the Hebrew language, shemem. It means desolate. It means to stun, devastate, stupefy, make amazed, astonished. Who can't look at some of the things Satan's put together in the ways of the world? Look at this economy. This worldwide economy has everybody bound. The worldwide political system has everybody bound. Some people a little bit more free, like thank God for allowing me to be uh, fairly free here in Canada. But other places in the world, just oppression and just tyrants. And, uh, and, and now I forget what I was talking about. Oh, and the desolation of the global media, just destitute of truth. They have no consequences to what they say or report. They do it for ratings, and they do it for sensationalism, and they do it because there's a hidden agenda behind it, because it is one of Satan's four empires, the global media, educating the whole world, socially engineering us to think a certain way. Don't let yourself get ambushed by that. Don't, don't be in one of the prisons. It says, go forth to them that are in darkness. Show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways of their pastures, shall they be in all high places. Yeah, they put themselves up there. They think they're all high and mighty, but be careful. Show yourself. Signify yourself to these people. There is one certainty in the world, and it is the only consistent doctrine ever written. Because it's written by a reason, by a higher power's reason resolve. It's written in the councils of eternity. It is this word of God. Okay, ten. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And Revelation chapter 7 has this verse 2, and it says, God shall wipe away all tears. That is your inheritance. Get out of the prisons of, of the desolation. That is up to you. It's your free will choice. God will not influence love. You have to love the Lord or love the ways of the world. You, As it's written in the book of Mark and Matthew, you can't serve both mammon, that's money and the ways and things of the world, and God. You serve one or the other. And I will make all my mountains away and all my highways shall be exalted. God's people and God's ways. It is one path and it's the salvation road and it's our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, the salvation, our Savior. Hosanna, Jesus, come quickly. 12. Behold, these things shall come from far, and lo, the, lo, these things, and lo, from the north, and from the west, and these from the land of Simon, of Sinim. Okay. All these things. God's ways, God's word will come from these directions, and so will Satan's ways and Satan's words. And what is this land of Simon? Send them. It's Chinese people. You pray for our Chinese brothers and sisters presently bound by a satanic governmental regime. Even just makes me sick inside that they're doing genocide right now as we speak. How blessed are you that you weren't born into that? Look at the genocides just in my lifetime. Somewhere up in northern India, I think it's called Bangladesh or something. Just brutal genocide. Rwanda, brutal genocide. Ethiopia is starved these people out. That's genocide. And Yugoslavia fell apart. There was genocide there. And genocide now in China. And that's just in my short little lifetime. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. And we pray these people shake their ways. 
and, and get the word of the Lord into them because he will make all his mountains away. That's all, all, his, all the nations and all his highways. God's ways are straight and shall be exalted. Uh, behold, these shall come from far and low. I just read that. Sinem is China, by the way. Uh, sing ye, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Get that into here. That's the song of Moses, and that's just a little clip from that song. 14. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. The people say this all the time. God, leave me and forsake me. It's just like it says in Psalms 22. Listen, that was a great teaching chapter, and I'll teach that someday, but God will never leave you or forsake you. You leave and forsake God thinking you know better. And people think this all the time. That was a question, okay? 15, 16 are your answers. Can a woman forget her suckling child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. The child might forget the mother. Children walk away from their parents all the time, but the parents never forget the child. Behold, I have graven upon the, upon the palm of my hands, thy walls are continually before me. It's, it's written in the palm of my hands for emphasis. I know you, I know who you are, and I, I allow you to walk away from me. So you will learn all the ways of evil, is, and that's called chastisement. God doesn't want you to be there. It hurts them. He has emotions, supernatural emotions. He's your father, and he just waits till you can turn back, and you'll never consider those ways again. The, the prisons people put themselves in, the prisons of entitlement, the prisons of the ego, the human ego are infinite. The prisons of sensual lust, the prisons of drugs and booze, the prisons of, of wanting and longing and greed and gluttony and thinking you're better than others because from the outside, you have stuff couple extra cars, bigger house, nicer lawn. Aren't you just all that in a bag of chips? It's vanity of vanities, all is vanity, vexation of spirits. You know, it's graven in his hands. That's quite the statement. 17, thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that make thee waste shall go forth of thee. God always gives you a way out, as it's written in the book of Corinthians. When you leave God, he'll always give you a way out. 18, lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these things, or all these gather themselves together and come to thee. As Okay, I'm going to stop there. Lift up thy eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee. Listen, God, things are going down exactly as God written is what she's saying here. He wrote it, and it's going to come to pass exactly. And that's why, again, referring to John in the book of Revelation, when he says, give me that little book, and he eats it. And and it's bittersweet. The Word of God is sweet in your mouth, but it's bitter. It hurts. When you look at the ways of the world and things of the world, and you realize you have to pray for your enemies, you love these people. Yeah, the guy that ripped you off, the, the the person that wasn't fair to you, you know, everyone's been divorced almost, and and it just it's 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 hurty. But you pray for them that they lose those vain and vanity ways and come and join us in the in the kingdom of heaven. We don't want to see them frying like a piece of bacon over there in hell. We say, let go of those things, man. Let go. Let go of those things. They have no value. They're hurting you. And that's what we're talking about. As I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them, with them all, as with an ornament. 
and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. It's your choice. What do you wear? What's your covering? What's, remember in the book of uh, Corinthians, we just discussed this. What's your covering? Is it God or what do you cover yourself with? The bride of Satan is your choice, or you can be the bride of Christ, is what I'm trying to say here. It's your choice. You write your own sentence. 19. For thy waste and thy desolate places, and the land of thy destruction, shall even be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallow thee up shall be afar away. Why is this saying like this? Because evil destroys itself. At the seventh file, seventh seal, seventh trump, there's a great gulf between. That's what the far away means. There's a great gulf in between us and hell. And, and even Lazarus and the rich man. Poor Lazarus, he, you know, he had a he had a tough life. He didn't have anything. And he was sitting at the gate of the rich man. And look it up in heaven, even the rich man can't can't shake his egotism. He can't shake his entitlement. He's over there bossing Abraham around. Abraham, send him down there to my brother so they could see a dead man came back to life. Abraham, send that Lazarus over here. Give him, tell him to bring me a drink of water. Like egotistical people. Who do they think they are? Even up there in hell. The rich man still thinking he's all that bag of chips. And let me tell you something. That should really sink in. Okay, evil destroys itself. It will be far away. There's a great gulf. Like, what else is being said? No one will be there to help you either. Well, if they're far away, where is the scientific community when they're trying to explain the infinite creations, the infinite intricities of creation? Science won't be there to help you when everything's coming down. Look what they're doing now. You sit there and you watch, or people watch multi, uh, social media. They watch the news. They watch all these speculators and scientists, experts in their field. Well, who made COVID-19? Thank you very much, genius. Thank you for setting your life the ambitions on finding a virus that's going to wipe out humanity. And, and thank you for knocking that Petri dish off the, off, the, off your uh, scientific laboratory counter when you're high-fiving your buddy because you thought you found it. And there it goes up through the exhaust out into Wuhan province and across Earth. And, and then they try and say, uh, yes, the COVID-19 virus came over in frozen food. Yeah, okay, this is what I say. It came, it came over, right? Right? It came over to China in a bag of McCain super fries. So when you guys were having some uh, Canadian uh, white trash food, some French fries that are frozen and you put them in your oven, you got COVID-19 from that, okay? Yeah, if you believe that, then you're, you're about as smart as they come, I guess. Because, <laughs> okay, let's just come on, let's get pull this together. Where's your scientists now? Experts now. Where, where's your preacher now? Where's the guy that was using the Bible? There's a book of quotes up there. You know, judgment starts at the pulpit. It is the biggest responsibility is the most responsible job anyone can take on is teaching the scriptures because you're putting your eternal soul on the line and you're putting everybody else's eternal soul on the line. So you better watch it. Where are all these people now? They're far off is what's being said here. They're nowhere. What's close to you, the word of the Lord, is inside you and all around you. If you allow it, the children which thou shalt have, this is verse 20, by the way, and after hast lost the other, shall say again in thy ears, this place is too straight for me. Give me a place that I may dwell. Okay, now watch this. This comes together. It's like God has a sense of humor too, you know. Then thou shalt say in thy heart, who hath begotten these? Like, look at these children. Look at this generation. I have lost my children. I am desolate, a captive and removing to and fro, who hath brought these up? Who 
behold, I was left alone. These had any be Okay, what's being said here? I'm going to read 22 too. No, 22 is the answer. Okay, 21. It's a question from mothers and fathers worldwide. What is happening to these children? Look at this generation. Well, when I was a kid, kids these days are horrible. Who brought them up? You did, parents. Even if you dragged your kids to church every Sunday morning in those itchy church pants, you got some guy up there using the Bible as a book of quotes, celebrating Easter. Like, why don't you teach your kids the truth? Why don't you teach them the Bible? I wish somebody taught me the Bible when I was a little kid. It would have saved a world of hurt that I decided to walk through because I thought I knew better. Easter is a pagan sexual celebration. Okay, that's what it is. It's it's about um, the spring. What do you call it? So, when it, when pro procreation, like quick like a bunny, bunnies and procreate fast, and, and Easter eggs and it, like eggs is a, a symbol of. Uh, procreation i'm using the wrong word but somewhat close to that they're going you allowed your children and look at people age zero to 35 to be ambushed just to be ambushed and educated by the global media by social media and by the most superficial destitute of truth placed on earth a source of all hypocrisy hollywood itself i want to be like those people people worship looking like that and being like that, all the superficial vanities of vanities, all this vanity and vexation of spirit. You know, Hollywood knows that they're producing things for social engineering. They know. And that's what you allowed. You allowed, like earlier, earlier chapters of Isaiah, it said, the man of the house is willingly useless in protecting his household and his family from the ambush of desolation. And just read the first trump and seal. That's when I was going to read the first trump and seal. Was It just comes, it, you just allow it to come into your house. Remember, and I saw him behold a white horse and he sat on him, had a bow. And that bow, you can look it up for yourself. It's a toxic power, focused delivery right to the iris of the eye. That's what his bow is. And that's where his power is. That's where the deceptive power is. It comes right onto your computer screen, your cell phone, your computer, your TV screen. And a crown was given unto him. You put the crown on him. People put the crown on him. They would have no power if nobody watched the news and said, oh, it's just all, you know, this is all, you know, there's a little fact there. Maybe the date that they say at the start of the news or a few factoids, right? And then they just carry on and they twist the truth. They edit it out and they do things like morning television shows and they make, they make crowns on people and crowns on things and it's what people worship. And people end up worshiping, instead of God, they end up worshiping things. Things created by man. Things made by man instead of the creator. Do people end up worshiping everything sexual? morally defiled and morally corrupt thought patterns pass through people's heads. They start worshipping authority figures and systems. They start worshipping material stuff is what I'm trying to say. People pleasing, uh, people pleasers, being part of a group. You know, they get that on to get on a bandwagon. No matter how morally corrupt, the people will just chase after vain curiosities and that's Hollywood doing that to you. And that's the global media doing that to you. And that's Satan's dynasty. It's educating the world and it educates people to think money and the things they can buy. That's what we worship. That's what will give us happiness. That's what will make us. It, 
that's what will give us happiness and love and contentment and inner peace. No, it can't. Money can't buy those things. Money can't buy virtue or integrity. Money can't buy morals or manners. Money can't buy respect or happiness. Money can't buy contentment or inner peace. And money cannot buy love. And money can't buy faith, salvation, or grace. Money is the root of all evil. Here we go. That's the first seal. It's wide open right now. Don't you think otherwise? It burns people from the ground up, from the inside out. People get hot. People get divisions and conflicts and troubles around the world, all fanned by the global media from the egotism, okay? And that's what people don't allow. Don't let yourself get ambushed. And that was in the earlier chapters of Isaiah. Okay, I got to move along here. Okay, 22. Thus saith the Lord God. This is his answer. Behold, I will lift up my hand to the Gentiles and set my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. What's God saying here? God's word is the standard, and it has to be your standard. You can't tweak God's word to suit your lifestyle. You have to tweak your lifestyle to suit God's word because it's a standard. God's word is the only consistent thing. It is the only consistent thing known to mankind. God's word is the consistent, unchanging reason resolve of a higher power written in the councils of eternity. And you're, that's where your inheritance lies. Don't let someone ambush you into thinking, hey, wait a minute. You know, there's something else here that we can consider. You know, all plans, plot, purposes of mankind end in disappointment. They end up hurting others somewhere along the way. They end up being discriminatory. They end up being oppressive. And they end up failing and they cause anguish and they end up causing mortification of the soul, conflict, trouble. If, if mankind could govern themselves, there would be no God. And that is proof of God right there. And another proof of God, let me see if I can put this in here somewhere. Another proof of God is easy. It's easy to prove God. People say, you can't prove God. I can prove God right now. If evolution were true, there would have to be an infinite array of fossils for every species at every minute stage of transition from the single cell to the species we see now. Those fossils don't exist. Oh, and what about all the species that have come and gone? No, transitionary fossils from one species to another. We are, oh, there's evolution amongst human beings, like from the canoe to the ocean liner, from the mud hut to the mansion. There's never evolution. There's no fossils. The fossils don't exist. And just in that fact alone proves there's a creator. And it's our Lord God. You love him. You cannot live without him. Okay, 23. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers and the queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face towards the earth and lick up the dust off thy feet. This is, all, this is just um, figures of speech and facts, humbling in all humility in the face of the truth. The truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And we read Hebrews 4.12 already in this lesson. The truth is the sword of the Lord. And people will try and fight that truth, and it'll be like getting beat with a rod of iron. No, God's not chasing you around with a piece of rebar going, hey, hey, hey. You love me, right? You love me, right? He's not a thug. He's not a bully. He's not the American style of peace and love. Goes around with weapons, like just crazy, insane weapons. And, and, and peace. And, and uh, like mankind, what mankind thinks of peace, look at what they've done. They give some guy the Nobel Peace Prize. This guy, Obama, and I like the guy. But 
he didn't deserve the Nobel Peace Prize because he dropped the bomb every nine minutes for eight solid years somewhere on planet Earth. And the bombs weren't just for fireworks. It wasn't for show. It was to kill human beings. That's mankind's idea of peace. That's what, that's what the Nobel community thinks peace is. Well, that's desolation. Okay, lick up thy dust at thy feet, big shot. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, and they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. We tell the truth. We tell it like it is. And we're not ashamed. We get mocked. We get finger pointed. We get looked at. Well, where's your God, Michael? You have no electricity and no running water. Where's your God now? It's in my heart. Believe me, I'm the happiest guy. And I feel like the richest guy on the planet. If you can help me get electricity, then I could get internet and I could upload these podcasts every day. And I wouldn't have to spend so much time just trying to survive here. It's freezing cold. And yeah, I don't have electricity and I don't have running water. And it'd be nice. And I'm sure the Lord will provide when he feels like it. And it's up to the mini member body. We can magnify and broadcast God's word way better than I can do it. I can teach it. But that's your gift. What is your gift? Help magnify and broadcast God's word. Don't be ashamed. Don't be looking at yourself going, uh, let's see, I got a hundred bucks that can help uh, magnify God's word. But you know what? I'm going to go to winners. I'm going to buy some stuff. Yeah, well, God's going to uh, require you of that because he allowed you that hundred bucks. Just think about that. Give it up for God. 24, you got any money for God? 24, shall the prey be taken from the mighty and the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, that contendeth with thee and I will save thy children, and I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken on their own blood as with sweet wine, and all the flesh shall know that I am the Lord, thy Savior, thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Well, there's a lot said there, and I could probably carry on for another half an hour, but evil, greed, self-pride, hate, it eats people up inside. They can put on a facade, you know, cake it with money, you know, uh, put on a Rolex and drive like a, f a fast Ferrari or something and have a beautiful house, but deep inside, they have no inner peace because money can't buy that it's fleeting it comes and goes they think they have it they don't have it you know someone's always there to try and take it away and it eats you up from inside is what god's saying the only saving thing the only thing that will help you with inner peace beyond our present comprehension it's a place our lord jesus christ set up he's the redeemer the kinsman redeemer whomsoever will the mighty one of jacob the lord our savior our salvation jesus christ he will contend with satan how does he contend with Satan, the devil, all evil spirits, demons, devils, evil spirits, all powers and principality of Satan? With the truth, with the sword. Because you can't argue with the truth. The truth always is there. It'll stand. And that is where the kingdom of heaven is. That's why Christ went up on the cross. He did not compromise with evil. He will not accommodate evil in his kingdom. That's where you want to be, trust me. You can't buy your way in and all the material things and ways of the world. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. You can come up this laneway here, if you can get up this lane. Oh dear, number 338, side row 28 slash 29RR5, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, NOG, 2GO. Bring anything you want. It's all going to the church. There's nothing I personally want because I just want to teach the Bible. I'm going to do this till the day I die. I don't care if I don't have electricity or hydro, but I know the many member body is going to come up this laneway and we're going to be together and we'll be singing 
for joy for the Lord. And that is the only inner peace that we ever will want. Because Jesus Christ feeds us with the bread of life and he quenches our thirst with the living waters. And what that means is we don't hunger or thirst for the ways and things of the world anymore. Because we know our reward, our inheritance is in heaven. Isn't that just the greatest chapter? Isaiah, you were a poet and you probably didn't even know it. I can't wait to meet you. My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. I hope you enjoyed that. And please... Help with this podcast. Help with me if you want me to be on video podcast, anything, who cares? You know, I'll do it. I will come to your church. I will come to your many member body. I have one gift, one gift only. So don't put expectations on me. Don't put expectations on anybody. I have a little doggy, and I know how to teach the Bible. I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to organize a church. I don't know how to promote this podcast or share this podcast. And I live in grindy poverty right now. It's the ways of the world. Be nice. Bring me something to eat. No pork. Thank you very much. Anyways, my name is Mike. Thank you very much. I love you. I might not love what you're doing, but I love you. I pray for everybody equally. Help spread the word. Help broadcast the word. Help magnify God's word. Thank you very much. Have a great day and bye for now.